Happy Halloween! Bitches! It's Halloween. <laughs> I fucking love Halloween. Anyway, I'm Tanya. I'm Josh. And welcome back to another episode of Twisted Talks. Again, happy Halloween. Halloween, I just, it's like my Christmas. I fucking love it. I um, had something that I was going to say, but it has departed my brain. Oh. Yeah, these things happen. Happy Halloween! <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me start laughing again. Okay, so... I can't remember, did we even say hi? I said happy Halloween, that counts. It's a greeting. Okay. Hi, I'm Josh. <laughs> we greeted them. Anyway, so this week, uh, Josh is doing our Halloween episode. I'm going to cover a legend. Same kind of ideas last week's. Except... But this is the one yeah. that's actually airing. Hearing on, on, on Halloween, All Hallows Eve. Samhain. If you're American, please, for the love of God, I'm not even religious, but please, for the love of God, stop calling it Samhain. It's Samhain. I do get it though because of the way it's spelled. Oh yeah, it makes sense, but it's Samhain. Just so you know. Do you know you could call someone Sam Hain? Sam, Good. middle name Hain. Surname. Something could. else. I mean, you could. Sam Hain Rice. <laughs> Sam Hain Rice. Sounds like um, something you get in the Chinese. <laughs> Actually does. Can I get a number six? The Sam Hain Rice. Sam Hain Rice, please. Please. Anyway. anyway. That's enough of that. Sounds like it'd be nice too. Probably. Tasty. Vegan. Vegetarian. Lovely. You know. Even gluten free, even better. So, entertain us. Spook us. Yes, so jumping into the case, we have the Candyman. The Candyman. So, let's just oh, go straight. Oh, wait. There's a movie called The Candyman? I, be, I think there yeah, is actually. Nothing to do with this, just so you know, going into it. That is nothing a, to do with this. A good um, for. Disclaimer, not f mm. forewarning really, but why are my glasses foggy? Anyway. That's where the car. No, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, right. Enough, um, that's our, um, babbling. Yeah. Yeah, so thanks for listening to that. Now, into the case of the Candyman. Um, so, Ronald Clark O'Brien was born on the 19th of October, 1944, in Houston, Texas. Now, Ronald's parents were Elsie Lane Legrone, uh, Legrone being maiden name, and William Anthony O'Brien Jr. Elsie was born on the 29th of October, 1915, in Deadwood, Texas, and she died at the age of 40 on January 4th, 1956, in Houston, Texas. Uh, William, the father, was born on the 12th of April 1912 in Oklahoma, and he died at the age of 90 on September 13, 2002. Now, I couldn't really find anything on his parents, um, except an obituary for his father, which can be found online. I saw it on Find a Grave, uh, but I just chose to leave it out because there wasn't really anything of much importance in terms of the case. Um, and same with... Um, 
the mother so with both parents there wasn't really much to include because there mm-hmm. there didn't seem to be anything necessarily about his childhood or any backstory like Nothing that that really I that could find so I just said seems they're his parents I'll mention their names mention their age and death and stuff like that but not going to go into it because yep. <clears> it doesn't really seem to tie in with anything anything else. that follows okay so I'm Ronald lived with his wife I have no idea if I'm pronouncing this right. Danine? I would say Danine, yeah. And their two children, <coughs> Timothy and Elizabeth, in Deer Park, Texas. Isn't it quite funny that we used to live in Stag Park? Yeah. Which is a deer. I was, just, I was actually just thinking, I'm pretty sure there's somewhere called Deer Park in Cork. And isn't the place over the road Deer Park where everyone does, where that building is people work there well obviously but oh yeah by the roundabout yeah. on your way into yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. said town yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me being like i don't want to give too much location away <laughs> to people that don't know us this is true crime so who knows who's listening <laughs> fair point <actually. laughs> so um ronald clark o'brien was an optician in sharpstown houston at texas state optical he was also a deacon at the second baptist church where he ran a local bus program as well as taking part and doing a sing song in the choir um now as you'll see just a little pun Randall Clark O'Brien might have been an optician, but apparently there was only one way he could see out of this um, situation that he gets himself into. <laughs> Moving on. Um, on Halloween 1974, Ronald took his two children, Timothy and Elizabeth, trick-or-treating in a neighbourhood in Pasadena, Texas. They were accompanied by a neighbour of theirs and his two kids as well. Um, and after... One of the homes they called to did not answer the door, uh, as you would. The children got impatient and ran ahead to the next home. Um, but Ronald stayed behind, um, which I think is weird from the get-go. Yeah. Um, he eventually caught up with the group with five 21-inch pixie sticks, which is a sweet and sour powdered candy. So and I guess kind of like dib-dab. Dib-dab yeah, sherbet, yeah. Um which he claimed he was given by the people in the house that had not answered the door. Um, at the end of the evening, Ronald gave each of his neighbours two children a pixie stick, as well as giving one to each of his own children, uh, Timothy and Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Once they returned home, Ronald gave the fifth and final pixie stick to a 10-year-old boy who he recognised from his church, you know, the one he was a deacon at, mm-hmm. that one. Yeah. You know, that burp I was on about before we start recording is still stuck and I feel like I'm choking. <laughs> um, Timothy asked before bed if he could eat some of the candy he had gotten and according to Ronald, Timothy wanted to have the pixie stick. Um, Ronald had to help Timothy get the powdered candy out of the straw as Timothy was finding it difficult. Upon trying some of the candy, Timothy complained that it tasted bitter, so Ronald gave him a Kool-Aid to get rid of the taste. Mm -hmm. Timothy immediately started to complain that his stomach hurt and he ran to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Here, Timothy began vomiting and convulsing, and Ronald later said that he held Timothy while he was getting sick and that his son then went limp in his arms. Mm -hmm. Timothy O'Brien died on the way to the hospital less than an hour after eating the candy. Yes. As you would expect, Timothy's death from poisoned Halloween candy raised 
a lot of fear in the community. Multiple parents in Deer Park and the surrounding areas turned in their candy, turned in the candy their children had gotten from trick or treating to the police, as obviously they're all scared and paranoid. Yeah. But I suppose a justified paranoia. Yeah, um, that it could have been laced with poison. Now, at first, police did not suspect Ronald of having anything to do with this tragic incident, and that is until Timothy's autopsy revealed that the pixie sticks he had eaten were laced with a fatal dose of potassium cyanide. Luckily, four out of the five pixie sticks Ronald claimed to have received were recovered by authorities from the other children, none of whom had consumed theirs yet, thank God. Mm -hmm. Uh, understandably, the parents of the fifth child became hysterical when they could not find the candy um, after they'd been notified um, by the police. Now, the parents obviously hurried up the stairs to find their son asleep holding the candy. Fortunately, the boy had not been able to open the staples that sealed the wrapper of the mm -hmm. candy shut. Um, it was clear all five packets of pixie sticks had been tampered with because the top two inches had been filled with cyanide powder before being resealed with a staple. A pathologist who tested the candy said that the candy Timothy consumed had enough cyanide to kill two adults and that the other four candies, <clears throat> candies had enough cyanide to kill three to four adults. That's crazy, like... So that's a lot of cyanide. Yeah, like, I'm fairly familiar with this case. But, like, that just always blows my mind. No matter yeah. how many times I hear it, it blows. <clears throat> Excuse me. Blows my mind. Like, like that that's is a lot. an insane amount of cyanide. Especially for a child. And it shows as well, like, obviously a pixie stick being a 21 centimetre straw sends you a powder in it. Mm -hmm. And it just shows for you to only be able to fill the top little bit of that with cyanide. That that can be enough to kill between two to four people. It just shows mm -hmm. how much little in, like, grams of it you need yeah. to oh, be yeah, able to poisonous. off people. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, at first, Ronald told the police that he could not remember which house he had gotten the pixie sticks from. This caused the police to become suspicious as Ronald and his neighbour had only taken their children to homes on two streets as the weather wasn't good, it had been raining. Mm -hmm. After the police found out that none of the homes they visited had given out pixie sticks candy, uh, they became even more suspicious. After walking the neighbourhood with police officers three times, Ronald led them to the home where nobody had answered on Halloween. Ronald insisted that he went back there before catching up with the group, claiming that the owner of this home did not turn on the lights, but did open the door slightly and hand him the five pixie sticks candies. What a generic description yeah, this is. Like, it was too dark to see. It yeah, but even this. Ronald said that he only saw the man's arm and he described it as hairy. Oh, that could have been me. Yeah, but it's <laughs> The owner, the house owner didn't turn on the light and the house... But why would you, realistically, especially as a parent, why would you take uh, candy to give to children off of a stranger's house who hasn't turned his light on and only sticks yeah. his hands out with the sweets? Yeah. I would dump that straight away. Absolutely. And I would warn anyone I know, be like, look, might be nothing, but... This guy's they're weird. acting a this bit house odd. Is weird. Maybe they're just here. maybe they're just anxious and they don't like interacting and that's yeah. why they're doing but it. Like, but also maybe they're a crazy person who wants to kill people and it's bad candy. Don't yeah. don't go there. But I feel like if you were anxious and you didn't want to interact, you, you just, just wouldn't leave. answer. You just wouldn't answer, or yeah. you would just leave sweets like outside, like a bowl, a bowl or something for the kids yourself. to take from. Yeah. yeah. 
Exactly. So there's, I, I would not take Andy from no, someone no, like absolutely that. Absolutely not. That's sus as fuck. Yeah. Um. Do, 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 do. Oh yeah. So he described uh, his uh, the man's harm harm. Arm, arm as hairy. As hairy. It yeah, turned yeah. out that the owner of this home, Courtney Melvin, was at work on Halloween and did not get home until around 11pm that night. Courtney Melvin was ruled out as a suspect as over 200 people could confirm that, he'd been at wor- that he had been at work at William P. Hobby Airport as he was an air traffic controller. So, like, talk about a, a brilliant alibi to have. You're conversing yeah. with loads of people on the airport, yeah. ground teams, flights coming in, mm-hmm. flights going out. And there's no way with a job like that, that like that, that you can just dip out for like an hour, for a two quick hours, murder whatever, spree. Just for a quick kill some kids, back to work. Quick cyanide candy trip. Yeah, just you know, just gonna give out these poison pixie sticks. Your presence is the difference between a plane crash <laughs> and a safe landing. Yeah, yeah. Um, during their investigation, the police found out that Ronald was in over a hundred thousand dollars of debt. Of debt. Of debt. Man was drowning. Well, he was, but just <laughs> yeah, in debt. In debt. Um, which now would be worth about five hundred and forty-two thousand dollars. So, you know, even though it doesn't sound like a major amount of money, what it was then, that was a lot of money. Yeah. That's half a million now. That's that's. Mm, that's a scary amount of money that's, yeah. that's my biggest fear That's more money than I've ever had in my entire life That's more money than I'll ever see in my entire life Same, probably <laughs> No, we're going to be rich Manifesting yeah, Absolutely, we're going to be um, Ronald, Ronald McDonald He also <laughs> had a history Of not being able to keep a job We're on about Ronald Clark O'Brien Ronald McDonald is very well established With McDonald's um, So he's kept a job all his life But See? yeah, Ronald The Candyman Could not oh. Keep a job, bless him in the 10 years leading up to the crime, Ronald had been in 21 different jobs. At the time of his arrest, he was under... Yeah, I know. Worse than me. <laughs> <laughs> you've not had that many jobs, and you've been consistent at the ones you've had. Well, to be fair, most of them I stayed at six months or less. <laughs> Have you? Yeah! I've not noticed that. <laughs> I didn't until I started like looking through... The signs of BPD and being uh, like, oh, fair actually, now that I think about it, jobs, consistency, no, no. <laughs> the only proper job I've held down long term is the health shop. I suppose the first, like, consistent long term job that I was able to hold down after, like, my teenage years was the crash that I worked in for three years. Yeah. I feel like I did quite well. Um, but it helped that I loved the place so much, so... And it was just a good job. Enjoyed it. Anyway. Anyway, sorry. Continue. I I, I died. Well, that was a bit poor to skip from the case, but that's not what I meant. Mm-hmm. Um, brain. Not working. <laughs> Bear with. Three, two, one. Found it. Um, <laughs> so, he'd been in 21 different jobs. Uh, at the time of his arrest, he was under suspicion of having committed theft at his job at Texas State Optical, and he was close to getting fired. Um, on top of this, um, his car was about to be repossessed. He had stopped making payments on multi- multiple bank loans, and the family home had been foreclosed on. So, the bank had taken that house. Um 
yeah. police also learned that only months before Timothy's death, um, Ronald had taken out life insurance policies on both his children. In January of 1974, he had taken out $10,000 policies on both children, which would now be worth around $54,000. One month before Timothy's death, Ronald took out an additional $20,000 policies, which would now be worth just under $108,000 on both children, Jeez. even though his life insurance agency had, you know, objected to this, you know, obviously being like, this is not a good idea. Yeah. Like, what, Even they were saying, what are you doing what with are you the money? Doing? Why are you doing this? Money he clearly doesn't have also. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so there was that. Um, then in the days, days... Before Timothy's death, what did Ronald do? What What do you think he did? He raised the life insurance policy. What would make you think that at all? He raised the life insurance he did, policy. He did. <laughs> um, he took out another twenty thousand dollar policy on each child. So the so, various policies came to about sixty thousand, which would be now a little under three hundred twenty four thousand dollars. Um. So like. Still not enough to cover his debts that yeah. he has, but I guess it's a it's, it's more enough than half for him. of it. It's enough for him. I'm, you know, I'm. <clears throat> yeah. So Ronald's wife said she did not know about the policies taken out in her children. It was also uncovered by the police that the morning after Timothy's death. Robert had called the insurance company to find out about collecting the policies he'd taken out in his son. Sorry, the next like... day, the next day, imagine. Is this man for real? Like, first of all, the next day, that's the last thing you do, even to try and get away with it. I'm that's sorry, the last thing just, you do. This is obviously a, a hor horrific case, but he is just such a bad criminal. He's so bad at being a murderer. Like, yeah. I mean, he succeeded in the, the murder. murder which... But he's bad at the insurance fraud. Uh, yeah. But I mean, like... Well, no, he's even bad at covering up the murder. Like, this man... With the hairy arm. With the hairy arm, stuck his hand out. I think his name was Harry. <laughs> and I took the pixie sticks. From the creepy, hairy-armed, dark-housed man. Yeah. Weirdo. But, like, the day after. Like, really. Yeah. Like... Yeah, this um, and then obviously, if that, maybe they had already, but police definitely began to suspect now that Ronald was guilty of lacing the candies in order to make insurance claims. Um, when they learned that he had visited a chemical supply store in Houston to buy cyanide not long before Halloween 1974, mm. so not even discreet about trying to get the cyanide. He's a bad criminal. He's he's bad at being a criminal. Yeah. He's not a smooth criminal. Smooth criminal. Okay. Um, it's more of a thriller episode. Yeah, this is true. I'm. I keep losing my. As I keep interrupting you. Well, no, that's that's the point. We need interjection, though. Um. Yes. But um. Oh yeah, so obviously they found out he visited a chemical supply store, however he had left this store without buying anything okay. um, when he found out that the smallest quantity of cyanide available to buy was £5, which is about 2.3 kilos. Okay, um, that's too much. Yeah, that's too much for what he That's needed. too much for five pixie that's sticks. I can't poison that many kids. 
you know. But I can poison my kid, that's But fine. nobody else's. Or, well, kids, not, that's fine. Yeah, the neighbours, a random kid from church where I'm a deacon. Yeah. Just well, but standard. What was that about? Like, he just saw that, I suppose he was probably trying to cover his tracks by getting as much of it out there as he could. Oh, yeah, to make but it like, seem like it was someone giving it out. Yeah, but on, like still, yeah. come on, man. Come but on. I'm... And like it was clearly well thought through as well because, or well, relatively well yeah, thought through in the sense that like he had, you know, thought out right because he's got nothing to gain by anything but his own two kids dying. Mm -hmm. But yeah. he still made sure that other kids got it too. Yeah. Um, but luckily, obviously, none of them hit Jesus. it. I'm. Um, so they believed that he had given the candy to other children as well in order to try and cover up his crime and make it seem like a random homeowner was giving out poison candy. Ronald was repeatedly questioned but maintained his innocence, don't they fucking all? Mm -hmm. Now, even though the police um, never found out when or where Ronald um, bought the cyanide, he was arrested on November 5th, 1974, for the murder of his son Timothy O'Brien. He was indicted on one count of capital murder and four counts of attempted murder. Um, I tried to look into capital murder and understand it, but it was just too much effort to try and is it not just explain it out. Is it not just murder with intent? No. No? No. That's just first degree murder. Oh, yes, yes. Hold on a second. But um, capital murder is... it like It's like a murder when it's accompanied by some sort of other crime or thing oh, like suppose, that. And also, also it makes you eligible for capital punishment, such as the death, death penalty, penalty, depending on your state. Okay, so that was... Could that have been because he... So it could be because they were children. Other, yeah, it could have been. Yeah, I suppose special... Like how it would be capital murder if you murdered a police officer. Oh, yes. yes. Or a government official yeah. or something like that. Whereas if it was just, you know, your, 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 yeah, then that could just be considered first degree murder depending on the other circumstances surrounding it. But there's also other ways it can be capital, yeah. but that's just the only thing I retained. Yeah. And I wasn't, yeah, just too much. But feel free to look it up and send me an email and explain it. Thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be great. Um, so. Yeah, indicted on one count of capital murder, four counts of attempted murder, and he pleaded not guilty of all five of counts. Course. You know, standard. Just waving okay. at Josh's family. Don't wave back. Mother, if you're listening to this, you're ignoring us. How rude. Should have flashlights. <laughs> Are they blind? Jake's, look, Jake's. Yeah, he's refusing to look. <laughs> Stop. Okay, anyway, I'm. Oh, there we go. <laughs> they flashed back. About 700 times. The neighbours must hate us. LED light show. Oh. Is that a car or the house lights? Oh, that's a car reversing. I couldn't see because of the fog. <laughs> Foggy windows, not fog. But anyway, mm -hmm. so pleaded not guilty to all five counts. His trial began on the 5th of May 1975 in Houston. During the trial, a chemist who was uh, acquainted with Ronald testified that during the summer of 1973, Ronald had made contact with him asking about cyanide and how much cyanide would be fatal. Oh, this fucking idiot. Like, this wasn't even a really close friend. This was no. an acquaintance. An acquaintance. Like, hey, bud, remember me from college? 
How much cyanide do you need to kill a person? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just asking for a friend. Just asking for a friend. I'm on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. It's a 50-50. <laughs> I've already used my 50-50 and asked the audience. Let's call a friend. <laughs> Thought of you, a chemist. <laughs> um, anywho... Um, do, 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 do. A chemical supply salesman also testified that Ronald had asked him how to buy cyanide. Friends and co-workers of Ronald testified that in the months prior to Timothy's death, he had shown an unusual interest in cyanide and spoke about how much it would take to kill someone. Just passing in so conversation. Not only did he ring this random acquaintance to ask how much cyanide it and takes a supply to kill salesman. someone. And a supply salesman. He's now... Giving the information to other people. He's, He's now letting just, them know that he knows. Yeah. It's like a child when they're obsessed with dinosaurs yeah. or something. Did you know a T-Rex can walk on two legs? Do you know? Did you know that if I give you a pixie stick with a bit of cyanide on the top, you'll die? No way. Imagine. You've blown my mind. You know. Um, so... Um, Ronald's sister-in-law and brother-in-law also gave testimony saying that on the day of Timothy's funeral, Ronald had spoke of using the money from Timothy's life insurance policy to take a long holiday and buy other items. Because that's what you're concerned about on the day of your child's funeral. Like, he's not even being cautious enough like, to get away with it. I have no words. Do you know what I mean? And you can tell, he's not just saying these things out of guilt. He's saying these things out of pure stupidity. Yeah. Like, not only did he murder his son because he was in debt, he doesn't even feel remorseful. Like, no. it, it, to me, it seems like he doesn't really give a fuck. And he's talking about spending money that hasn't been approved yet. Money either. that hasn't been approved. He's already got He clearly of really debt. thought he was going to get away with this. Yeah, and as well, like... Was this money not meant to clear his debt? Like, did he actually just murder or was his he just son gonna take it to, and live run off? A, to live his best life? And, like, what... When the kids are dead, what are you going to do? Like, pay off your debts or try and convince your wife to run away? I mean, imagine being his wife and finding out that... You're, not only did your son die from poisoned sweets on Halloween... That if everything went to plan, your daughter would have died. Your, your neighbour's two kids died. and a random child from the church. And your husband, the father of your children has come up with this plan to kill them for his own selfish gain yeah not that there's any good reason to kill anyone especially your own child but like that was that's the that law. seems to be his motivation yeah. for me like and then he's on about these holidays and stuff i'm like so what's just, your what's your intention like are you going to pay off your loans because the amount of money if he had gotten it still would not have cleared no. his loans just, I've just killed my eight-year-old. Uh, do you want to go to the Bahamas? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Let's flee to Mexico over the border. They can't catch me there. Kind of a vibe. It's like the, the Carrie Underwood and Miranda Lambert song. What's that? Oh, no. I know it's just a Carrie Underwood song. Interesting. Anyway. I like Carrie and Underwood. And I'll meet you in Mexico. Let's go. I'd love to see Mexico. <laughs> I'm... So, Ronald's wife disputed the claim that Timothy had chose the pixie stick, saying that Ronald had actually forced him to choose them. Ronald continued to insist he was innocent, and his defence was strongly based on the urban legend of a mad poisoner who gives out poison-laced candy, needles, or candied apples with razor in them. Now, I used to... I thought that these were crimes that did happen, you know, giving yeah. out... Because we hear it so much. Yeah. Like... 
hear as in le, see, like yeah. that urban legend hear yeah. it, not actually hear of cases yeah, like on the news. Younger, like yeah, but and it actually these stories have always circulated, even though there's actually no documented cases no, of strangers poisoning Halloween candy. None. It's, it's always obviously always someone member. with ties. Yeah, a family yeah. member or a family friend. Um, essentially the or defense like a sibling trying to play a trick. Exactly. Yeah. Um, essentially the defence relied entirely on a scary story with no evidence to prove this is something that had or does actually happen yeah. um, it wasn't me it was the candy man yeah do you know what I mean and the case and trial gathered national attention and the press then named Ronald Clark O'Brien as the candy man the candy man kid I love that song yeah I know you do she still know the dance not as I can probably, yeah. Nice. Maybe. I don't know. Um, special. Josh's going to do the Candyman dance for you. Yeah. Only if Christine Aguilera is there to do it with me. <laughs> so there's the odds on that. Um, it took the jury only 46 minutes on the 3rd of June 1975 to find Ronald guilty of capital murder and four counts of attempted murder. The jury took 71 minutes to sentence him to death by electrocution, but not long after he was convicted, sorry, not long after he convicted, there's no but, his wife filed for divorce. Later, she remarried and her new husband adopted her daughter, Elizabeth. Mm. Um, at the time, exactly. Fuck the candy man. Well, actually, more specifically, don't. Um, yeah, fuck you, Ronald. Exactly. At the time of this case and trial, men who were sentenced to death under Texas law were confined confined to the Ellis One unit located near Huntsville in Texas. A former chaplain who worked for the Texas Department of Criminal and Just Criminal Why well, can't criminal I speak? Criminal justice. Criminal justice. The criminal justice system. Uh, <laughs> In the criminal justice system. Uh, Reverend Carol Pickett. Um, said that Ronald was shunned and despised by fellow death row inmates for killing his child and that he was absolutely friendless. Apparently, the inmates had petitioned to hold an organised demonstration on Ronald's execution date in order to express their hatred of him. One thing they don't like in prison, child murderers and paedophiles. Yep. Yep. That's where I will give the prisoners... A moleskule of respect, depending on what they did. Yeah. <laughs> dependent on your It's conviction. dependent on your record. Dependent on why you're there. Yeah. You know, Ronald was... And they're also on debt row as well, so it must be oh, pretty yeah, bad, yeah, actually. Point, Never yeah. mind. But not for that. Um, <laughs> Ronald was initially supposed to be executed on the 8th of August, 1980, but his attorney had successfully petitioned for a stay of execution. The second date um, that was set was the 25th of May 1982, but this date was also postponed. A third execution date was scheduled by Judge Michael McSpadden for October 31st, 1982, which was the 8th anniversary of the crime. Mm -hmm. He offered to personally drive Ronald to the debt chamber. He was like, I will bring him to you. This was to have been the first time... Uh, Texas executed an inmate by lethal injection. However, once again, the execution date was delayed by the Supreme Court in order to give Ronald a chance to pursue an appeal and seek a new trial. Another date was set. This is the fourth date set now, and it was scheduled for the 31st of March 1984. Ronald's lawyer, 
as we've seen, looked for another stay of execution on the grounds that the lethal injection was a cruel and unusual punishment. Now, I knew this from criminology, but cruel and unusual punishment. So a punishment can be cruel or unusual, but it, but it is so illegal for a punishment to be cruel and unusual. Okay. Um, a federal judge rejected this request on the 28th of March 1984 and on the 31st of March 1984, not long after midnight, Ronald Clark O'Brien was executed by lethal injection at the Huntsville unit. For his last meal, he got a T-bone steak, french fries, ketchup, whole kernel corn, sweet peas, lettuce, tomato salad with egg and french dressing, iced tea, sweetener, saltines, Boston cream pies, pie and rolls. They always, like, death row inmates for their last meal always order so much food. And I'm like, you're dead right. You're dead right? Yeah, but... <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Not yet, Tanya. <laughs> Nearly. You're dead right. And now, you're dead, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm... Oh my god, that was too good. I'm... So, Ronald Clark O'Brien's last words were... Okay, go on. The fucking audacity. Oh, Jesus. What is about to transpire in a few moments is wrong. However, we as human beings do make mistakes and errors. This execution is one of those wrongs, yet doesn't mean our whole system of justice is wrong. Therefore, I would forgive all who have taken part in any way in my death. Also, to anyone I have offended in any way during my 39 years, I pray and ask your forgiveness just as I forgive anyone who offended me in any way. And I pray and ask God's forgiveness for all of us respectively as human beings. To my loved ones, I extend my undying love. To those close to me, know in your hearts I love you one and all. God bless you all and may God's best blessings be always yours. Ronald C. O'Brien. P.S. During my time here I have been treated well by all the TDC. I'm, I'm not sure what that means. Texas Department of Corrections, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Personnel. Uh, during his execution, a crowd consisting of 300 demonstrators gathered outside the prison. Some cheered, some yelled trick-or-treat. Others showered anti-death penalty demonstrators with candy. I do think the trick-or-treat was kind of in poor taste. Because that's not really taunting him. No. Well, I guess it is because he's getting a trick, not a treat. Yeah. But still, I just thought that's a bit... Yeah. Um, I just... Ex just give me one second to have a little excuse me. Excuse... Gov Maleshkale excuse me moment with his little speech. Yeah. Okay. What is about to transpire in a few moments is wrong. I agree because yes. I don't like the death penalty. Yes. But also, yes, but also what was wrong was you murdering your son. Exactly. Um, however, we as mistakes human beings and do make mistakes and errors. You chose to murder your child. That's it was not, not an a, error. It's not an error. And you intentionally did it. It's not a mistake. It's not, it, it is a bad choice, but it's not like a, oh, fuck, I made a bad choice. It's a, I'm going to make a bad choice. Um, like you might realise afterwards I have made a grave mistake Yeah But like It's not like a mistake As in running a red light Or, or Forgetting yeah. to pick up something For the fucking dinner Exactly It's like, killing your it children It can be fixed Well killing your child And attempting to kill the rest Yeah it can't be fixed Anyway um, There Now I agree with the 
execution is one of those things that is wrong, but doesn't yeah. mean our whole system of justice is wrong. But personally, I'm like, the difference is they know 100% with you that you did that. Because yeah. the main reason I don't agree with the death penalty is because I don't believe there's ever enough evidence to kill someone. Yeah, I and think... apparently, um, contrary to popular belief, it's so expensive to kill someone and have someone on death row and to kill a death row inmate mm. that it is normally correct me if I'm wrong anyone listening but it is actually normally cheaper for them to spend the rest of their life in prison than it is to I've execute them before. Um, I personally think we as human beings have no right to take another person's life um, just as someone else doesn't have the right to take our lives Yeah, um, it's like two wrongs don't make a right exactly and that extends to the justice system I don't think that a group of people have the right to say this person should die. Um, and I think it's more punishment to be stuck in a prison all your life. Yeah, I would like imagine, no parole. Yeah, and especially him, like he was absolutely friendless, as it said, because he murdered his child. Yeah, so like, he would have had a horrible time in any prison. As soon as the word got like, out of why he was there, they probably would have had to keep him in like the protective custody part of the jail. They would have had to keep him in isolation, yeah, now, which is like, also he another would have thing. been on his own or in a special part of the prison with like child molesters and the likes, the likes, and other child murderers. I feel like that's like, worse than getting a uh, getting killed. Yeah, like just yeah. Yeah. Like, I if know. I had to choose, obviously I will never have to choose, I'm a good boy, but obviously if I had to choose between prison and dying, if it was forever, I would choose dying. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not spending the rest of my life in the jail, sir. I'd actually full-on put on a show in the courtroom being like, no, please, don't give me the death penalty, just so they do yeah. it. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> Back your head, give me the death penalty. Give me the death penalty. Do you know, Manifest. so I think it would have been better to just prison, and I, th I think that for every killer. Mm. Um, Ronald is this is the end of it anyway Ronald is buried in Forest Park East Cemetery in Webster Texas and Timothy is buried in Forest Park Lawndale Cemetery in Houston when I first read that the fact that they both started with Forest Park I thought they were in the same graveyard and I was thick I was not <laughs> yeah. happy about that no. but then no. I read further and yeah. I was like ah they're not okay that's yeah, fine I was with going me. to say he obviously wasn't going to be buried anywhere near the child no fuck that uh, like what a fucking piece of shit. Like, there's just so it's many things wrong with this case. case. Like, I... You know, you see cases where someone snaps and murders someone or things like that, and you can almost understand it to an extent. Yeah. Not justifying or glorifying yeah. it, but, like, you can see why they snapped it. Like, let's say someone did something to your child very bad and then you have a mental break and you go kill that person because mm -hmm. how badly they've hurt your child. Mm -hmm. Do you know, I can, you can kind of understand things like that. Mm -hmm. but, this I, but, like, this made no sense. Yeah. It was, if anything, financially motivated and it doesn't even sound like it was to get out of the debt because he was no, on about spending money. he wanted money. to go on a holiday. He probably Holy wanted bombs. to buy a jet ski. Do you know what? Or a fucking waterbed. Do you know what? It's giving. Go on. My diamond earrings. <laughs> Kim, there's people that are dying. It's money. But anyway. Money. So, that is the case of Ronald Clark O'Brien, a.k.a. the Candyman. And that is our Halloween true crime. Now it's time for our Halloween legend, myth, 
spookiness with yes. Tanya. So today I am covering a Scottish legend. Um, I got... It's called Merida. Yeah, yeah. From Merida. Brave. Is it Brave? It is Brave. Brave, yeah. Um, I got most of... Well, I got a lot of the details from Justin because the internet did not provide the details that I needed for the those podcast. of you that don't know, she's got a Scottish lover. <laughs> I've got a Scottish lover. Uh, okay. Yeah. Am I wrong? No. Well, he's my boyfriend. He's not... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, so, look. She gone all shy. <laughs> so, Alexander Bean who was better known as Sawney Bean, is said to have been born in the 16th century. <laughs> Stop! Sorry, that was my fault. I am... Um, let me tell my story. I made a flicking gesture. Uh-huh. If you know, you know. I will say, as I was reading this, I just kept thinking of, like, baked beans. As I was, like, This episode it. is not affiliated nor sponsored by Heinz or Bachelors. <laughs> um... So he is said to have been born in the 16th century. Um, it varies from the 1500s to the 1600s. But somewhere then. But somewhere around then. In East Lothian, Scotland. His father was a hedge trimmer and ditch digger. And Sonny grew up in poverty. So Sonny is male. Sonny is male. His okay. name is Alexander. But for some reason they call him Sonny. I've just remembered where I... Um, where I heard the name Sonny before it was in a TV show and I couldn't remember the name of the TV show earlier. But anyway, so Sonny's dad would beat him regularly for being useless. Don't know, useless at work. Don't know the specifics of that. Don't know exactly what that means. I was just told he was useless. Okay. Um, and as a child, he was known for playing pranks. Now, these pranks were basically just him hurting people. So that's not really a prank. Yeah. So like he would set little booby traps so that people would like get hurt. So like, you know that TikTok trend where you have like a bucket of water on top of the door, someone comes in, you tip it on top of them. Mm. He was the type of child that would do that with like an anvil, like a big weight. Okay. In the words of Justin, he was an evil wee bastard. That's That'll a direct quote. He was an evil wee bastard. Later in life, he attempted to take up the family trade of ditch digging ditch digging, and hedge trimming. But he realised that he wasn't fit for it. Because he's a useless wee bastard. Because he's a useless evil wee bastard. Um, now, at some point, he met Agnes Douglas, who was better known as Black Agnes. Do you know who could have whipped him into shape? Agnes Brown. She could have. She fucking could have. No better woman. But anyway, this, is, this is not Agnes Sonny Brown. Sonny Bean, Mrs. Brown's boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, he met Agnes Douglas, who was better known as Black Agnes. Okay. And she was called Black Agnes because people believed that she was a witch and she was practicing black magic. If now, you read the Skullduggery Pleasant series, you will notice similarities between Black Agnes and Black Annis in the books. Mm, I think probably somewhat based on each other. I think so. Um, like how um, Springy Yell Jack is clearly Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say, oh, I don't have much on Agnes. Um, that's literally it. She met Sonny Bean and people thought she was a witch. Now, apparently Agnes and Sonny 
brought out the absolute worst in each other but they went ahead and got married anyway as you do we love a toxic couple <laughs> anyway <No comment. laughs> um now because Sonny wasn't fit for ditch digging and hedge trimming, he had no work in East Lothian, they had no income, they had no way to support themselves. So they decided that they were going to leave East Lothian and they relocated to Benane Cave, uh, which is by Ballantrae in Ayrshire. I love the name East Lothian. Yeah, East Lothian. I just feel like... It sounds like an alien race from Doctor Who. I'm East Lothian. It does. I'm an East Lothian. Anyway, <laughs> uh, take a shot for every time we've said anyway in this podcast. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> anyway, um, so the reason they chose to move to Benin Cave was, now this is an actual cave, this is just, they lived in a cave. And this cave is there. It's there. It's, I drove past it when I was in Scotland. We were meant to go see it, but we didn't have time. Um, Maybe it's for the best. Maybe they're still there. <laughs> who fucking knows? Been Honestly, I would not be time. surprised. Um... So they chose Benin Cave because it was a prime spot where they could ambush people travelling on the roads that connected the villages of the area and raid them. And they could ambush them from either side, which is why they chose the cave, because they could ambush anyone, oh. really. And they would raid them, so like steal all their stuff. So they had it all planned out. Bonnie Everything. and Clyde, but ugly. Bonnie and Clyde, but Scottish. And one's a witch and one's useless. <laughs> and minus the banks. Um, yeah. So this was their plan. Culture Bonnie and Clyde. Boom. <laughs> the cave. Scottish culture Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> Scottish culture cave Bonnie and Clyde. And if they got married, Clive's caves. <laughs> so their plan, this plan to them meant they would never be caught. Okay, this was... They thought this out. So they would ambush people traveling on the road between the villages. They would kill them, steal everything from them, and then to ensure. No crime. To ensure that there was no evidence left. Oh, I see where this is going. They would eat the bodies. They would eat. What did you have for dinner today? KFC? Ah, Kentucky Fried Gulchi. So Sonny and Agnes did this for years, for about 25 years. This was how they lived. This was how they supported themselves. They lived in this cave. They killed, robbed and ate people. Had loads of KFC. McDonald's, the farmer, not the business. (laughs) Um, And during this time, they killed, they stole, they ate and they reproduced. (laughs) Your face. I don't know why, but the idea of them reproducing made me feel sick. <laughs> so I just have this horrible, ugly image of how they looked in my head. Yeah, same. Um, so they had six daughters and eight sons. And the, the reason that they were able to live in the cave undiscovered for so long was because the entrance was blocked when the tide was high. So I had to ask okay. Justin how they didn't drown because obviously the cave... There must have been a raise in the cave. Yeah, there was a raise in the cave. They'd go up And waves. he said the cave is like really, really tall and there's all these other chambers. So they had like loads of places yeah. to hide. And they needed a big cave because, because... they had 700 children. They had six daughters and eight sons. How many is that in total? 14, 6, 14, 14? 16? 6 and 6 is 12 six. plus 2 is 18. They're 
six no, is eight. fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, six no, and what? six is twelve plus two. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, I don't know why I said eighteen. I think it's because I was looking at eight sons. Anyway. Now so while they were living it up in their cave, you know, eating people, reproducing, there was body parts washing up on the shores of the nearby villages. Mm. And the villagers, because this was like the 15, 1600s, thought that there was some kind of wild beast. In the water. In the water or in the woods or somewhere. Um, Nessie. They, and as well, these body parts would wash up with bite marks on them. Yeah. And they obviously... It's back in a time where you're not really going to take much note or know whether that's a human bite mark or an animal. Um, The um, knowledge wasn't there. It said that they used stolen gold chalices, so like golden chalices that they'd taken from someone they'd killed to drink the blood of their victims. So they were fancy. Yeah. My golden chalice of type A. Um, Type A. Is that even a blood? Blood type? Oh, type A. Yeah. It is, I think. But I thought you said Tibet. And I thought you were trying to like be like the golden chalice of Tibet, but pretend to be fancy and say Tibet. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and that they would eat out of the skulls. Um, apparently they would put the skulls in the fire with the brains inside to cook the kindling. brains. And then they'd crack open the skull and eat the brains. Kind of like how you would eat an egg. Just, I had brains for breakfast. But I'm still stupid. Yeah. You are not always what you eat. Nope. They were not brainy. Nope. Now, at some point... Except for in between their teeth. Sonny and Agnes's children began to have children of their own. (laughs) With each other. Yeah. A little bit of inbreeding. Some incest. Incestuous lovers. So, yeah. And the family gained 18 grandsons... And 14 granddaughters. Why go across the town when you can go across the cavern? What can you do when you live in a cave? Ride your brother. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out to Dawn. Um, So now we Okay, you might want to clarify on that because that sounds really bad. No, that's just a joke that (laughs) Dawn Dawn made (laughs) when I told her this story. (laughs) Just to clarify. Um, Sorry, Dawn. (laughs) Sorry about that. So they now have 48 people living in this cave. It's a, it's a clan. A clan of cannibals. The cannibal clan. I thought there was a lot of kids and sheep about a dozen. I stand corrected. Yes. Um, and all of the kids, the grandkids, just like their parents and grandparents would eat human flesh. Well, I suppose in their case, it's what they were brought into. Yeah. They don't know that that's wrong. Yeah. Um, now, the huge size of the family made it very easy for them to subdue multiple victims during ambushes or to take singular victims by surprise. Um, but one night, the beans met their match. They were trying to um, abduct or kill a couple, a man and a woman. Um, now, the husband turned out to actually be a skilled fighter. Okay. So he had some kind of combat training for whatever yeah. the, the medieval times equivalent was. Um, so he was able to kind of fight them off and escape, but his wife was disemboweled. Um, but basically he made so much noise that there was another family or another group traveling back from a fair that heard it and they sped on and interrupted. So the beans took off. Sorry, they the got beans. flicked away. 
<laughs> so the beans took off back to their cave. Now, the man then made his way to the nearest village where he recruited help. So a group of men went to the cave armed with everything and anything that they could find, including pitchforks. Typical. Including pitchforks. Now, when they got there to the cave, they found a very grisly scene. There was limbs hung from the ceiling. Not a grisly bear. No. So there was limbs hung from the ceiling, like what you'd see in a butcher's. Um, There was body parts everywhere. There was rotting bodies everywhere. There was barrels of pickled body parts. Oh, okay. And now I don't know how true this is, but Justin has told me. What the fuck was it pickled in? Justin, I don't know, but Justin has told me that apparently they had a fondness for pickled balls. Look who doesn't. <laughs> That's disgusting. Do you know after you shave them? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, that's prickle. <laughs> <laughs> well, prickly. <laughs> prickly balls. So, anyway, and a fine array of clothes and jewellery that they had stolen. So they had all their finery, they had their food. The water comes into the cave, there's their bath. Yeah. What more do you need? I don't know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Sounds like the idea of life. Give me yeah. a pack of Benson, you'll never see me again. <laughs> a pack of Benson. And some pickled balls. And he's happy. Now, so a fight ensued and the men, I think, managed to kill some of the Bean family. Yeah, but there's a lot. Yeah, there was 48 of the fuckers. So the rest of them were captured and they were brought to Tolbooth Jail in Edinburgh before being transferred for execution without trial. Now, prison was deemed too gentle of a punishment for the pain that this family had inflicted on so many people. So the men of the family had their limbs cut off and were left to bleed to death Cute. whilst watching the women and children being burnt alive. Fuck me. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of Sonny Bean. It's the end of the whole beans. Yeah. Do you know what, actually? The beans got fried. I'm oh. sorry, that, that slipped out. <laughs> they got fucked into the micro, are they? The micro wave. For those of you who don't know why I'm saying micro wave, please look up on YouTube Nigella Lawson Microwave. (laughs) We're just going to put it in the micro wave. (laughs) Legend. Um, I also think, do you know, like, if that legend is true, Mm. imagine out of all the children they had, Surely, or grandchildren, children, whatever. Surely, surely one escaped. One ran away, but I don't mean ran away from capture. Maybe one did, like left but I mean left clan. as in like I don't want to be part of this I family. Wanna, I just want to eat some veggies. I'm getting a scurvy. Give me some oranges. Do you know what you mean? Do you know what I mean? What? <laughs> I, I just confused I mean. myself. I don't know what any of this means. But like, just so messed up. I would, I would run. Run fast and run far. Running, 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 running from the beans no more. I've given myself a splinter somehow. Look at that. Off something prickly. Yeah, prickly balls. What have I told you about playing with your dinner? (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm trying to get a splinter out of my finger here. Don't um, be rude. Oh, you know when you, you were um, saying Ronald and you were thinking of Ronald McDonald? Yeah. My brain was persistently going, Ronald Weasley, how dare you steal that No, but car? you know what came up the other day on my Facebook? It was like something about, like, oh, if you don't know this song... You don't know music or something, and it was like, you know how to get you to do the lyrics? They show photos, yeah. And it was like a photo of Snape, Snape. a photo of Snape, Snape, and then two photos of Snape, Snape together. Snape. Then Dumbledore. Snape. Snape. So it was Snape. like repeating that, and then it just did Dumbledore. it all. Yeah, and it was the whole way through Harry for Potter, that chorus. I was like, this is too good. I was like, I'm not even a big <gasps> Harry Potter fan, and oh, I knew that off, off the top. I've just been singing that the whole time you've been talking. I've not heard a word. <laughs> the people listening, they'll know. And if Hermione. they don't know, they don't know. Hermione. <laughs> Dumbledore. Ron. Ron. Ron Weasley. <laughs> Apologies for the people who have been, one, deafened by the laughing in this episode, and two, deafened and traumatised by how high-pitched that was. And the amount of times that we've said, anyway... Anyway. Anywho. Anywho. Um, Bed's empty. What? No note. Bed's empty. Ronald Weasley. How dare you steal I'd love an owl, actually. Mm, they're so beautiful. Hedwig was a beautiful owl. I say as if I personally met her. <laughs> but she was just such a pretty owl. Was it a girl? Yeah, Hedwig was a girl. I didn't know this. I never said it in the movies, but I read all the books. Oh, and the books, mm. say. There's a lot of pages there. I'd be quite... Died. I'd... <gasps> That was not a spoiler. It's been like 15 years. Fuck off. Yeah, but I didn't know. Well, she's dead. She died. She got killed by the Death Eaters in, the last, in one of the last movies. That's rough. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. I hope and they're still choking uh, on feathers. Who else died? Nah. I won't even do it yet. I know Dobby did. Yeah. That was sad. And... Dumbledore. And Snape. 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 And Harry, briefly. And in real life. And Fred. Um, Hagrid. Um, and Snape. Robbie Coltrane. And Alan Rickman. There we go. I Listen, I was such a hardcore Harry Potter stan when I was younger that I've retained so much information over the years about Harry Potter. I could absolutely win a Harry Potter trivia quiz. On a completely different genre, I am the same with Desperate Housewives and Grey's Anatomy. You are. I could probably also do Teen Wolf. Quite well versed in Teen Wolf. I haven't rewatched that enough, but I. No, I wouldn't be able to, not no. right now. I'd need to do another rewatch. You want to hear it in Spanish? No. no. Oh, wait, no, that was more French what I did. No. But I'm. Um, oh, I'm actually really excited for the Teen Wolf movie. Yes. Just to relive my youth. Yes. I think that's mm. next month, I want to say, or is it next year? Um, I think next month. I think next month as well, for some reason, November, or is it December? November feels right to me. But then again, we also thought it was October, so... I do not know. I'm going to say November or December. I'm going to look it up. Do. I think November. Let's find out. Because I think the reason I got confused was because Hocus Pocus 2 was October. Oh, now, I'm with that, that said, I've not seen it yet, and I actually don't know if I've seen the first one. 
No way. I've definitely seen clips, but I can't recall oh, if when I was younger Josh. if I actually saw it all. But then again, I don't really remember most of my childhood. Yeah, therefore, that's probably um, gone with that. You need to sit down and watch both of them. I've Yeah, saved, I'll probably just watch them two in a row. I'm saving the second one for Halloween. I'm going to watch it on Halloween. Um, Teen Wolf movie is January 26th. January. Mm-hmm. You so were close. it is next year. You were close. I'll give you that. Oh, it's the day before Jake's birthday, actually. Oh. I'm going to wait until then and see if there's like a week's trial of Paramount for the first time you sign up. Nice. And that's when I'm going to sign up. Yeah, me and Don will watch it. Um, Teen I can't Wolf. That I have to do my shopping right now. Oh, yeah, you still have to do your shopping. I have to shower. My head is gotten quite shower, itchy. Yeah. Um, because they have a yeasty scalp. <laughs> <laughs> I have a yeasty scalp. Oh, but look. <laughs> what was that thing that you said earlier? The, uh, gonna sip a... Gonna sip a herpulades. I don't gonna, have that. Gonna sip a herpulades. Um, so yeah. Trying to think, is there anything else to, I don't know, to just, just babble? About, we've just been babbling anything all else night. Like, to say? We, we babbled. There, there's no way anyone listens this far in the podcast anyway, but we babbled for a good like 15 minutes before Mucho we recorded. Babble-o. We're very babbly tonight. Babylon. 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 I need to refill my vape. Oh, thank God I hoovered my room before it came out. Just an observation. Well, no, it's not an observation because I'm not in my room to observe. <laughs> anyway. That was all just nonsense. Hope you it enjoyed was. it. It was. It we've really, been, really, really, really been, was. Um, we've been babbling a lot um, lately in the podcast. So welcome yeah. to banter and babble and barbaric crime. <laughs> banter, babble and barbarians. Like it. Anyway. Disclaimer, we are not the barbarians. At least not in this. Sonny Bean is. Yes. And Black Agnes. And they're 46, 46 incestual babies. Um, so yeah, with all of that said, guys, have a good Halloween. Good night and God bless. Stay safe. Um, Happy Halloween. And if you see any caves, avoid. Yeah. If you hear screaming... At weird hours of the night. That sounds inhumane. Light a candle. Because the banshee is back. (laughs) (laughs) It's me. Ah. Okay, anyway. Okay, goodbye. Time to finish (laughs) up. Right. Happiest of Halloweens. Go get freaky, get spooky. Get drunk if you're of the legal age in your area. (laughs) And we'll speak to you soon. Ciao. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 